Well, hey everybody, I'm Tim, and this is So You Want to Be in Ministry. So glad to have you back with us today. I hope you've been enjoying uh, the different interviews. Uh, obviously, these men are very important into my life, but it seems like they're resonating with you as well. It's been really cool to see the response uh, very early on in this podcast. I've really appreciated uh, all the different countries that have checked this out, all the different people. Uh, so thank you so much for all of that. I do appreciate the support, and I hope that it's bringing value. Whether you're in ministry and it's bringing value because it's equipping you or encouraging you, maybe educating you on some things, oh, or if you're just attending a church and and you just want to figure out how do I support my pastor, how do I support missionaries, how do I how do I lean in and just uh, understand their world a little bit? I know some of you are doing that too, and I greatly appreciate you. Uh, being open to that, being supportive in that way, because uh, every person that can support their pastor, their their ministry director, uh, another missionary overseas, it is very important and, and it is encouraging and, and it's critical uh, to keep helping them take future steps and just staying in it for the long, long haul because you know you got people in it with you. Today, we are going to cover a question that is probably the number one question that I have been asked throughout my time as a pastor. And that is, what do you do all week? <laughs> like, Maybe you've wondered that. Uh, maybe you're thinking about jumping into ministry and you're just like, you know, what, what do you do? Like, do you just read the Bible like 40 hours a week? Or do you like, do you just talk to people about Jesus all the time? Or like, what do you do? And, and I know there can be a little bit of mystery with that. And I think if, if you've listened to the interviews with Jim or with Lonnie, They've talked about some of what they consistently are doing week to week, and I know as we have upcoming uh, interview uh, interviews uh, here on the podcast, you're going to hear more and more of that. And, and I would say this, every single role and position within the church world, within the kingdom of God, is going to have different things that they're doing. So, I mean, there's people that are preaching, there's people that are teaching, there's people that are just making graphics, and there's people that are just handling financial details and like... Think of any possible thing that could happen within uh, the kingdom of God, and it's it's happening. There's people that are doing camp full time, and so they're like they're doing maintenance and lawn work, and like there's all kinds of things happening. And so, it really does matter what role you have as to what you're doing all week. Uh, but I want to pull back the veil a little bit and uh, try to let you know what does happen during a ministry week. And so, if you're thinking about jumping in, I hope this helps you. Uh, if you are just watching this, trying to figure out how to support your ministry staff, I hope this gives you some insight. And if you're already in, I, I would challenge you to check this out because I do want to equip you. And I'm hoping to give you like some cheat codes or uh, helps, maybe some things to help you progress through your week in a healthier manner. So this isn't really focused on time management or time efficiency. It really is just talking about what do you do all week? What should you do all week? What are some of those things? So First off, uh, let me let me uh, talk to you about what I'm going to do, kind of how I'm setting this up. So the purpose of this episode is, is not time management or efficiency. It's simply to give an understanding of how the flow of a week tends to happen and then some cheat codes you can use to prepare yourself for the rhythm of a typical week of ministry. Uh, and one thing that I did was sort of fun for this episode is I went around to our staff and I just asked them to give me a quote. And I basically said that like, if somebody was like, what do you do all week? Like, how do you spend your 40 hours? What would you tell them? And so we have part-time staff, we have interns, we have 
pastors, we have ministry directors, we have office personnel, we have a variation of lots of different positions. And so whatever your position is within a church or whatever you're thinking about pursuing, uh, there's going to be a quote in here that probably will uh, have something to do with where you're headed, what you're pursuing. We have people that have been in for months and weeks. We have people that have been in for decades. And so uh, there's going to be something there for you. I can almost guarantee it. And and I actually, I uh, I set this up where uh, I, I told somebody, they, they, uh, it was a, it's a younger person on our staff. And I was like, they were like, to explain to me a little bit of, of uh, what you're trying to do with this episode. And I just said, well, you know, when people are asking, like, what do you do all week? They're like, you can't possibly take 40 hours to do everything, right? And their comment, and they are they are younger, their comment was, yeah, you're right. It takes 60 hours. <laughs> I thought that was such a great answer. It was funny. That's not healthy. Like, if you're doing 60 hours, that's not healthy. But I, it was just funny because there is a lot to do. And sometimes you walk away from weeks going like, man, I, I gave it everything I had and I still have plenty to do and I'm just gonna have to figure out how to do it later. That does happen. So let's go over the education side of things, right? Like what does it look like? And then I'm gonna give you the quotes that uh, the staff gave me. So um, it's usually messy, right? Uh, you've heard Lonnie say that, you've heard Jim say that. Ministry can be messy. It's, it's all over the place. There's probably not a week that's like any other week. Every week kind of shifts and change things can can uh, be flexed or change at the drop of a hat. You know, an emergency moment happens and all of a sudden everything that you had planned before is now changing and you've got to figure out uh, how to do some of that. Um, you know, all of a sudden you get a phone call for a funeral and, and it's like, okay, so my week just adjusted to help um, walk people through a funeral time and be there for them and care for them. Uh, it can shift because of uh, marital counseling, you know, somebody, you have a couple that just calls up or comes in and is like, we just need to talk through something. It could be God's doing something in, in somebody's life spiritually and, and you're just, uh, and they come in and may, they may even be celebrating it and they just want to tell somebody and they're like, I'll go tell my pastor, I'll go tell the church staff. And so they just show up because they're so excited and all of a sudden, and that's important. And so you're like, okay, well, let's, I'm going to drop what I'm doing and I'm going to go celebrate with them. And those moments can happen all the time uh you know you can you can have a day off scheduled so specific to our church location uh we are on call working uh so we're either scheduled or on call six days a week we have one day off um today was my day off i got a phone call in the morning because somebody just needed to process some things and they, they were concerned about someone else uh and, and they just shared that with me of course i'm going to and it's an individual that i would absolutely give permission to do something like that and so you just have to understand those things happen in any given week and you have to just you cannot let yourself get frustrated with that you have to know this is part of what comes with it but you can do some things on the back end that also protect you and protect your family and we'll talk about those here in a second so let's get into these uh quotes from our church staff i'm just going to read them i may give a comment and then just to kind of talk about that a little bit and then move on to the next quote I have several. Uh, our staff was very open to sharing with you. Most of them were laughing at this question because they've they've probably asked it themselves, but they were very open to just sharing. And, and I, I think they really wanted uh, the church world to know what happens in any given week. And so once again, all kinds of roles, all kinds of ages, all kinds of experience. Uh, so here we go. First one I got, 
It might just be our church's culture, but an intern is expected to live life at the same standards as a staff member. In a church setting, your character and role already implies spiritual leadership. I thought that was a phenomenal thought because when you're thinking through that, um, you may be coming in as an intern just going like, ah, I'm just an intern, like I don't know anything. But just the fact that you are connected to the church staff already is implying that there's some aspect of spiritual leadership about you. So uh, normally I would say when you go into a business, uh, you're probably, if you're an intern, you're viewed as like the bottom rung. Uh, that can be, and there could be churches where that's true. I would say most church settings, if they're bringing you as an intern, people understand that you don't have a lot of experience because you're an intern. But in the same uh, thought process, they they aren't viewing you as like some rookie that doesn't have something about them. They're viewing you as somebody who should have an element of spiritual leadership already in their life. And that's why you're an intern is because you have something with that. I thought that was a, a neat, interesting thought. Here's another quote. Meetings can make your day fly by. I didn't realize how often you're meeting with people. You're constantly meeting with people, whether for your position, spiritual conversations, random conversations, collaborating on a project, or building community connections. So lots of people. Like uh, I think somebody else may even touch on this a little bit later, but um, you do have tasks that you have to accomplish, but you have to understand that people are the task. Like if you aren't connecting, shepherding, leading, dealing with people, you probably are not being as effective as you need to be. It, there's a lot of people things. So you have that those interpersonal skills are very, very critical. All right, another one. You have so many more spiritual conversations than you could have ever thought, which I thought was cool coming from our staff because sometimes you don't always think about that. But that was definitely on the forefront of their mind where they're like, man, we just talk about what God is doing in our lives all the time. And, and they were meaning very, very positively. They didn't mean it like negatively, like, oh, can we stop talking about Jesus? <laughs> like, that's not what they meant. They're just like, man, I just didn't realize, like, you think you're probably going to do that. But it really does happen. People want to talk about Jesus with you. Uh, and so that's what they brought out. Your week flies by. It goes very quickly. Now, I know there's others that may disagree with this. But I actually would heavily agree with this. There's weeks that feel like they're dragging on, but most weeks you're just like, goodness, I could have used one more day to get stuff done. Like that's probably, and it, and it probably happens because of, of the people side, right? Like either people are dropping in or you, you, you're like, man, I wish I had one more day to just talk to these people because I didn't make it to them this week. I plan my, this, here's another one. I plan my week based on the church's needs. I have to make the schedule and rhythms balance with the church's schedule and rhythm, which makes sense. And this is probably like more of an operational person where um, <clears throat> certain things have to be done at certain points during the week to get to the finish line for the weekend. And so you can say, hey, I want to do all this on Monday, but you may not get it until Wednesday or Thursday. And so you have to set your week up where you are doing uh, the tasks that you have to get done at the times when you can do them. You can't always just do it on your own timeline. Sometimes they have to happen in the rhythm of the church. You need a lot of space for God moments because you're going to be disrupted regularly. Leave space or margin for building relationships. Once again, the interruptions, the messiness, the people-oriented, like, leave space. I thought that was really good. Ministry is you, you're in meetings and you don't know what the meetings are about until you're in them. <laughs> I thought that was funny. This can be true. Lonnie, I think if you go back to Lonnie's interview, he even talked about 
uh, like I hate meetings, like it's just a waste of time. There are necessary meetings though. And I would even say this kind of where I thought this person might even be going was that uh, oftentimes people can just call you and be like, hey, can we sit down and talk for a little bit? And you're in a meeting. You don't know why you're there. You just know that they were like, hey, can we meet? And all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay. So this cool thing happened with God or, oh, you're thinking about dating this person or, oh, uh, this this tough situation is going on in your life. But you didn't know what it was until you were in the meeting. I, I think that's probably a little bit more of what they meant with that one. Uh, another one, my schedule is consistent as far as meetings, but I have to be willing to do work outside of the nine to five hours. It's, it's not just a normal job. It's ministry, make time for the unexpected, but I expect the unexpected to happen. I thought this was a very, uh, wise, I, I can't remember who said it, but very wise and, and, and mature where in ministry, it's not nine to five. You're not clocking out. You're not moving on to the next thing. Uh, like, there's rhythms and flows and you got to remember like people may not be contacting you because they're working until five o'clock and so they may be calling you at six seven eight o'clock because they finally got out of work ate dinner and called you and you just have to understand there's rhythms and flows within people's lives and you may have to make yourself available um at times that aren't nine to five uh but notice what they said but i expect the unexpected to happen if you set your schedule up in a way uh, where you have an expectation of messy, crazy, flexible things to happen, uh, you actually can navigate that week really healthy. Boundaries in ministry are so important. If you're doing relational ministry with people, they don't know that your weekday ends at 5 p.m., which it usually doesn't. That was their quote. So same thing there. Uh, you're trying to set up boundaries, but also understand our focus is people. Most of my time is spent pouring into others, which I think a lot of people overlook when looking at ministry jobs. There are certainly tasks to accomplish, probably as many as any other job, but the difference is that ministry requires that you accomplish those while still prioritizing people. So here's the task. Get, I have to get these things done, but I also have to make people important. It's that balance. There's that tension there all the time where it's like, I still have things to do, but I, I, this person is important. And so I, I have to balance importance of people with importance of getting the job done, like whatever my actual task job is. There are ebbs and flows to a schedule. You'll have seasons where it's very busy and time is flying by, and you'll also have seasons where it feels slower and you might feel like you're more on an island. I, I think this is true too. In fact, I, I know that even my wife has talked about this, and I know uh, in one of our interviews they talked about it as well, where you're going to have uh, seasons and weeks, like the, the week leading up to Easter, maybe two weeks and in Christmas season, they are just, they're going to be more full. Like it's, it's the Super Bowl, it's the Daytona 500, it's, it's the World Series, like it's big, it's big time. Like it's a, it's a heavy season where a lot's happening and you just have to know it. It's not because my family's not important. It's not because like, I have to be careful just working 60, 70 hours, but there are seasons where it's just like, I need to do this. I need to do it right now. I love my family. They know I love them. I've made them a priority, but right now there's another thing that I have to take care of. Uh, and there's also times where you feel like you're in the middle, just networking with everybody. You have a team around you. And then there's other times where you're just like, man, feel like I'm by myself. And and that's where even relationships and networking is critical, uh, which we'll talk some about some other time. If I'm sitting in my office all day, I'm probably not doing my job as well as a shepherd. <laughs> so I thought that was cool. Like just sitting in a job, like you, maybe you've had those thoughts where it's like, you know, uh, 
if you see them in the office, like they're probably meeting with people there. Uh, if you don't see them there, they're probably doing something people oriented or there's a very specific reason they're not there. So like I'll take home office days. And the reason I tend to take those at times is because I'm trying to work on a message or I'm trying to limit the distractions or the interruptions in my day because there is a task that I've got to focus on. And so that helps with that boundary and that uh, balance, right? Where it's like, I know people are definitely a priority. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to limit my availability. So if they do need to have that conversation, they can still go to the office. They can still interact with people that they need to. They could, you know, set up a meeting or whatever, and I will definitely get to them, but I have to block out this space to get this specific task done. Assimilation is a huge part. Connecting people, following up, and helping people take next steps with Jesus is a big part of discipleship in my role. And that is people-oriented. And it's not just being interpersonal, having interpersonal skills or being people-oriented. It is with the intention of helping them grow in Jesus, right? That is the goal. And so uh, this person really is bringing that out, that discipleship is a big part. I shepherd and care for people. The amount of time changes based off the needs of the people, right? Which makes sense. You have a lot of people just flooding to talk to you. It's going to take more of your time. Uh, if you, if it's a week where it's just like, you know, people are doing good and they, they just, they don't need you. They don't need to talk. They don't need to celebrate. They don't, you know, whatever. Uh, it may be less than, and, and you have to learn in those seasons, when you have more margin, use it wisely, use it in a healthy manner. This next individual said the 80 to 95 tool. If it's 80% to the standard it's held to, is the extra time to get it to 95% worth that time commitment? I actually, so this is getting more into efficiency, time efficiency, which I don't want to go too far into, but I thought it was uh, valuable where it's like, I only have a limited amount of time. So if I'm getting an 80% on it and I want to get a 95% on this project, if it's going to take like 20 hours to get it to 95%, maybe it's not worth it. Uh, or if it's a 90 and I'm trying to get a 95 and I'm, but it's going to take five to 10 more hours. Like maybe a 90 is okay. If I have other things I've got to get to. Uh, so you do have to assess it. Like, is it good enough to move on or do I need to like stay here and actually work on this more than, than, uh, it currently is the state that it currently is at. This individual just kind of broke down their schedule into percentages. They said, 50% of my week is trying to get ready for the weekend. 25% is checking on, in on families and caring for them. And 25% is administration and operations. And you're going to have that breakdown as well. And I'm going to get into that when we get into our equipping section here in a moment. There are preparation things that you do habitually every week. Then there are development, planning, and supervisory meetings. The rest of the time is kind of flex where you're doing whatever happens that needs to be addressed, right? So uh, I thought that was good. There's things that you have to do, like it's got to be a habit. I just have to get these done every single week, maybe at the same time every single week. Uh, I have to have certain meetings just to make sure that we're moving forward in an effective and healthy way. And then I've got to leave margins because I know at some point during the week, things are going to happen and I've got to be able to flex some things. So I thought that was uh, interesting too. So, uh, so that was, uh, the quotes from individuals. So let me kind of sum some of this up in other careers. You have the luxury of clocking in and clocking out. If people see you out in the community, it could be very possible that, that they will start talking to you 
about a church event, something spiritually going on with them, airing a grievance, or trying to get some quick counseling or advice from you. You have to understand that your job is primarily spiritual leadership. It doesn't matter what your role is. If you are on church staff, your role uh, is primarily spiritual leadership and secondarily anything else you do. I might argue that it should be that way for a Christian, not just church staff, uh, but it is naturally true within the American church culture, and I'm sure that's true in other uh, nations as well. I just happen to know the American church culture specifically. Make sure you're keeping yourself spiritually full by spending time with Jesus daily uh, or almost every day. Everybody's going to have that day where it's like, oh, man, I totally forgot, or the day got away from you, or you went to sit down, sit down and do it, and it just... Uh, something happened, like with a, a child or, or your spouse asked you to take out the trash or something, and all of a sudden you, you just never made it back. It wasn't intentional. You just It just happened. It's easy to cheat and try to have your t- time with God uh, by studying for a lesson or a message or something like that. Don't do that. Let, let God have conversation with you in a personal time with him. Don't try to cheat on it. Uh, it give yourself margin. And and give yourself time uh, to have that interaction with God where it's just you and him. It's not about uh, a role within your church. It's not about our, your role as a staff member or a pastor. Like, spend time with God. It's just critical. You need time to focus on him. You need time to, to spend in prayer for him, for your family, or, or for your church, for your family. Uh, just uh, acknowledging who he is, all of that. You, you need that. Um, because if, if gas runs out of that vehicle, uh, you like, think about it. Okay. Let's just use, uh, let's use an illustration. Trying to do an extended season in ministry without spending personal time with God is like trying to drive cross country, uh, do a cross country trip without gas in your car. All right. (laughs) You can keep that vehicle going after the gas runs out, but you will eventually grow tired and weary trying to push the car yourself after it hits empty like and you will run out of gas and you will crash and burn and like you won't have anything left you've got to keep yourself full of the holy spirit have that interaction with god to keep your tank full uh, i want to give you a couple verses here so first thessalonians five twenty three through 25 says this now and you you will hear me use these verses a lot i say them a lot uh you may have even heard them already uh but it, it says this now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body pre- be preserved complete, without blame, at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you, and he will also bring it to pass. Brethren, pray for us. Like We need to be praying for each other, but hear that. If, if God is calling you to a specific task, he's going to bring it to pass. He's the one that's going to do it inside of you. So don't think like, I just got to keep going. I got to keep going. I just got to do it. No, no, no. Spend that time with God. Block out that time. Let him do what he needs to do in you because what he does in you is going to come out of you and it's going to actually accomplish the task he wants to accomplish, not the task you think you need to accomplish. So don't lose sight of that. Let that become very important where you're going to be faithful uh, to spend time with the one who's fa- who is faithful to call you, who will be faithful to accomplish the task. All right, get the faithfulness right, and you'll make it a lot further into uh, into your ministry and, and get to that finish line. Now, let's get into equipping. I think there's five specific areas that you need to look at your schedule 
And depending on your role within uh, the church, you're probably going to see uh, you're probably going to see one of these roles as a primary, one of these as a secondary, and then the other three just kind of happen in seasons. All right, depending on what role you have. So let me give you the five here. First one is shepherding. Second one is leadership. The third one is teaching, or if you want to put teaching and preaching or communicating God's word. Uh, fourth one is operations, and the fifth one is outreach. So more community-driven things outside of the church. You're going to have one of those five is going to be your primary. One of those is going to be your secondary. So uh, if you're a bivocational pastor, you're probably the only pastor. You're pro you might be the only church staff member. Maybe you have an office manager uh, that just kind of watches the office while you're not there. Uh, your primary role is probably... Uh, the preaching, teaching, and maybe that shepherding. And so it's hard to get those other things done. I get that. If you're part-time, you may only have one specific role and you're just trying to balance the other four. Uh, if you are full-time, one of those probably your primary. You can probably pick out your secondary that's you know showing up. And then uh, the other three are just happening in season. So for me, I'm a campus pastor. Uh, so I, I do preach uh, on occasion. But my primary is probably shepherding. It's just taking care of people, uh, having time for people. Um, uh, the shepherding, I would say, is like discipling people as well. Uh, so the leading is going to be more like if you're you're teaching people how to lead teams or you're looking over the administrative leadership of uh, things just have to get done within the scope of a church setting. I don't I know that it's spiritual leadership. But I would actually put more of the discipling, uh, pastoral care, those types of things. I would put it over in the shepherding. These all are going to bleed a little bit, though, right? They're all going to bleed into each other. Operations are going to be like, uh, I need a graphic for this thing. Or um, I need to uh, do my budget for next year. Or like it's just operation. You've got to, you, you have things that you have to just do to fill the task roles. And then outreach is going to be connecting with your community. It's critical. Uh, I would say no matter what your role is, you should find some way to be a part of what's going on in your community. You're, you may have more of a primary, like, heavy role in this, and you may have more of a secondary or, or third role where it's happening, and it's happening more on a personal level than a, a church staff level, but it needs to happen uh, within the scope of who you are because Christians should be impacting the community around them. Like, that's just, that's a Christian thing. That's not a church staff thing. So, uh, to some level, you should have some impact in your community and in outreach. Uh, and that could be heavy evangelisms focused, and that could just be I'm trying to connect with the purpose of maybe one day getting to have that Jesus conversation. What are some other things? Like, let me give you some some helps here on things to, to do uh, to help set up boundaries or help you navigate uh, a ministry schedule, a weekly schedule, a little bit more effectively. First off, I personally would say take email off of your phone. Get it off of your phone. I might even say get social media off of your phone. You do not need to, to have that tide where you're seeing it all the time. If you want it on your phone or you need it on your phone for a specific purpose, I would say take the notifications off. You don't need to see the little... Uh, well, if, you, if you're Apple like me, you don't need to see that little red number that's telling you how many notifications you have there. Like, take it off. 
Like if you go into it, it's on your own time and you're not going to spend a lot of time there. But I would actually just challenge you to leave it off. Let that be something that happens when you are just naturally on a uh, laptop or computer. Let it happen there. But don't don't carry it everywhere with you. Like you don't need to read those uh, tough emails. You don't need to see those social media posts when you're just trying to be out in the community or with your family. Like you don't need to see that. Take it off your phone. Another thing that I would encourage you to do is uh, schedule family time. Like actually put it on your calendar every week. And that may sound weird, uh, but the reason I do that is one, so I don't forget about my family, right? Like I tend to be a, a checklist type of guy. And so maybe you're like me, maybe you're not. But I, so for me, it's a, it's a checklist thing where I can just go, I need to be intentional about my family. The other thing that it lets you do is if somebody's trying to schedule a time with you, you have blocked out that time where you just simply say, you know, I already have something scheduled for that time period. Um, can we do another time? Most people are not going to be like, oh, really? What do you got at that time? Like that's, if, if I got people that are that unhealthy, I may even question if I'm giving them a whole lot of time in my life. <laughs> um, but in, in the aspect of just family, like most people are just, even if you just said, well, we have a family thing, most people uh, within a church setting, you're just going to be like, oh, I get that. Like, yeah, go hang go hang with your family. And we'll figure out another time. So schedule family time every week to just make it important, block it out, be intentional, those types of things. If you can, here's another thing, have a separate work number from your cell phone number. Uh, you do not need to be getting personal phone calls. Now, some, some people, their churches uh, will make their cell phone part of their overall salary package. If they've done that, they've already told you <laughs> your cell phone number is part of the package. We're paying for it to, for you to be available. That's not true at my church. We actually have a separate number that people can call, and it goes straight to my cell phone. Uh, so, like, if I, I can click a button and I'm available, and it'll go straight to that, and I'll answer, and I can click a button, and it shuts it off, and, and it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, nobody can get a hold of me. It just means as far as a work number you can't get a hold of me right now. And so uh, maybe it's just an office number, like at the office, they can leave you uh, uh, phone messages, but try not to send everything to your cell phone. It'll, it'll help you have boundaries and set things aside at specific times within your week. Um, and then self, yeah, you might have to silence or turn off your, your cell phone at times. Uh, you do have to be careful and sensitive with this because emergencies can happen. I'll give you one example. So um, I, I had my, uh, I was trying to establish boundaries a few years ago cause I was in unhealthy rhythms and I was like, man, I've got to get better with this. And so I had a, a church member contact me later at night. Like it was definitely on the verge of bedtime. What would normally be bedtime. They called me. They normally don't, didn't call me. Like it was a really rare, weird situation, but I, because I was trying to develop rhythms, I said, nah, I'm not going to answer it. Well, uh, my wife was just like, yeah, you need to, you need to see what's going on. So I did. Well, they had a hospital situation where there was an emergency. They were there. And I'm so glad my wife said, please check that out. Uh, because it let me be a part of a family's life, uh, where I wouldn't have been available. And so you've got to find that balance, right? You got to find that balance, set up the boundaries, but you, in emergency moments, you've got to be available and you've got to kind of have an idea if it's serious enough, I need to be there. That doesn't mean that you're available for every single thing that's ever happening in people's lives. But there are moments and there are individuals that you just, you, you need to be there for them. And so make sure you're doing that. Um, 
last thing here. So on the encouragement level, let me give you a few things on the encouragement level. Um, if you're getting burnout, if you're uh, trying to make it to the finish line, maybe you just know, okay, retirement's coming or uh, I've run my race within ministry and it's time for me to go do a different career path. Uh, it can be easy to kind of slow down, become apathetic, uh, not care anymore, get burnt out. People's spiritual lives still matter, even in those moments. You may be struggling. People's spiritual lives still matter, even when you're struggling. So you may need to take time away. So schedule time away. If you have vacation, and you should have vacation, you need to go on vacation. So if you're bivocational, part-time, maybe you don't get paid for that time from the church, or maybe you're trying to figure out how to manage that with another job, figure it out. Get time away. Schedule it. Get refreshed. Get space. Get margin. Um, one thing that I do every single week is I have a block of time that I schedule in my calendar that is just, I just schedule margin because those crazy, messy, flex, uh, random conversations happen. And I'm like, oh, when am I going to get this done? And I have to, what I've built it into my schedule that I just throw everything into that bucket as things would come up and happen. I throw it into that time slot so that I have time to actually do it. So make sure you're doing that. If you're scheduling vacations, set yourself up for a win. Please set yourself up for a win. I've made mistakes in this. I am not perfect in this. And so when I'm talking to you about this, I'm talking as somebody where I, I understand the critical nature of this. If you're going away, set yourself up for a win where everyone knows who to contact so that you don't feel obligated to have to cut your vacation short or come back or all of a sudden be working while you're sitting on a beach or in, in the woods or whatever. Like have have someone set up. So it could be somebody that's a, a denominational director or associational director. Maybe you, you set up um, a specific leader within the church or a deacon or something like that, where you're just like, this is the person to contact while I'm away. And then you talk to them and you say, this is the level of emergency where you need to get a hold of me. Right. And so you just build in those rhythms where everyone knows who to contact and then they know at what level they need to be contacting you. Okay. And then, then be away with your family, get your margin, get your alone time, go on vacation and be on vacation. Uh, like you, I, I have an interview coming up with a guy and, uh, he, he does funerals like for our community. I call him the pastor to our community and I'm going to, I'm going to have something here, but where you're going to get to hear a little bit from him. But, um, he's a guy that I would call, like if, if, if somebody in my church needed somebody to do a funeral, we have, yeah, we have other pastors on our staff, but I also have an associational guy right there that would definitely be willing to help me with that. Like, it may be a friend that you're just like, hey, if I have a funeral situation and I'm on vacation, are you good with just stepping into that role and I'll help you out when you're away? And it's just a community pastor where you're trying to look out for each other. Do those sorts of things so that you can be away. Get time away. Set yourself up uh, for a win before you go. Emergencies happen. And sometimes emergencies happen where you've got to come back and you've got to handle something, and you've got to be on a two-hour phone conversation. Those things do happen, but they shouldn't happen every time. They, that should be a rare circumstances. So if, you're gonna, uh, if, if those things are going to happen, they're going to happen. The other thing is, if you're going to take days off, you should have days off. If you lose them for a specific reason, make sure you're making them up somewhere else. Like, um, 
we have a common thing where like things are going to happen. You may have to lean in and take care of it, but we expect you to comp that at some other point. Like it may not be able to be this week. So like if your day off is Friday and your Friday just got blown up with emergencies or situations, then we expect you like Monday, if that's not true, Monday, you need to comp that and, and take it off. Like keep yourself in healthy rhythms. If we, if we lose your healthy rhythms, uh, we lose you. And we don't want to lose you. You're more important than that. And I would say that as the kingdom of God, we don't want to lose you. You're more important than that. So please set up healthy rhythms and make sure you have some people keeping you accountable to set up boundaries and healthy rhythms because we don't want to lose you. We want you to get to the finish line that God has established and just and and blow through that finish line like where you are, are running through uh, at your normal pace and you aren't just like clawing your way to the finish line like. We want to get you there. Uh, we want to see that happen. And so keep yourself healthy with all of that. I hope that this was uh, eye-opening. I hope this was educational. I hope this gave you some thoughts to think through and process. Um, next, our next episode is with a man. His name's Joe Lawson. Uh, I call him the uh, pastor to our community because he truly is. Uh, and uh, so I want to give you a preview of some of the things that we talked about. So here's a preview of Joe. I think one of the basic things is when you meet people, gas station, Walmart, restaurants, just going through your daily routine, uh, engage people. Mm. Just, hi, how you doing? Those surface questions, which I don't really like the how you doing question because we get the usual answer of, it's great, but then I'll get an answer fairly frequently of man it's an awful day hmm. and that's the opening to follow up on okay and so i have to discipline myself to not be too busy to pause and say man i'm sorry to hear that and if it's not a good time for either one of us to talk say a prayer for them okay. right there in walmart <laughs> just pile five pray for the person and it's i'm so appreciative of joe uh looking forward to that and releasing that here in a couple weeks thank you again for checking this podcast out uh like subscribe uh write a review do all the things uh i appreciate those of you that have already done that it's been amazing uh have a great week have a great couple of weeks keep yourself healthy keep yourself focused on jesus get to that finish line and we'll see you next time